You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Nathaniel Giddings, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded on location at the ABA's Antitrust Law 2017 Spring Meeting in Washington, D.C. Joining me now, I have Leslie Overton. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. So before we get started, uh, please tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. I have been practicing antitrust law for over 20 years now. I'm a partner at Alston and Bird in its D.C. office, and I'm part of the D.C. antitrust practice, and that's pretty much all I do is antitrust. I do a lot of mergers. I also uh, do other types of work, but we're here to talk about mergers today. And I've had uh, experience in the private sector as well as in government. I believe I am the only person to have had appointed positions in the office of the Assistant Attorney General at uh, the Department of Justice Antitrust Division in both the Bush administration and the Obama administration. So happy to be here and look forward to your questions. Great. As you mentioned, we're here to talk about mergers, and I think in particular the merger workshop that's coming up this fall in in Washington, D.C., and that's an ABA program. And, And when did you first become involved with the ABA? Oh, I became involved with the ABA soon after I started doing antitrust law. It's going on, uh, actually, it's been over 20 years now since uh, my first antitrust section meeting. I was very fortunate because I had a colleague at the time, a, a partner uh, who was a mentor, and he was a an official in the section of antitrust law, and he brought me in as his assistant or counsel when he was the chair-elect of the section, and I continued in that position when he became the chair. And after someone serves in that position, they are typically rewarded with a leadership position in the section. So I was fortunate to be able to get involved in the leadership at uh, a pretty early stage of my career. And for young attorneys looking to become more involved with the ABA, do you have any advice for them? Absolutely. I think it's there are all sorts of different ways to become active in the section. There are uh, a number of law students who become active and actually attend our meetings because there are are slots that are dedicated to law students to attend for free. So that's a, a great opportunity. And law students can get active in uh, supporting committee work, as can uh, newer lawyers, and by writing an article or helping with uh, a newsletter or just all sorts of opportunities. The key, I think, is just to uh, seek out folks in the section, whether those are folks at your at your organization, or you can just do it by reaching out to contacts you see on the website. I find people in the section to be very welcoming of newer lawyers and law students. Before we get into the substance of today's conversation, can you just tell me why mergers and merger review is so important? Sure. Mergers are an area that have broad impact. They matter a lot to companies seeking to become more innovative, more efficient, or maybe expand into a different field. And it's 
better for them to do so through a merger than to start that from uh, the ground up. And they matter to the government because they can have an impact on consumers through higher prices or lower quality if that merger results in less vigorous competition among the remaining players. And it can be a very involved process as the government tries to make that determination. So there are opportunities on the government side as well as in the private sector because the companies need lawyers and economists that can effectively tell their story as to why this is a merger that's good for competition rather than one that might harm consumers. An example of a merger that got a good amount of press and was about something that a number of consumers care very much about, their phone service, was AT&T's proposed acquisition of T-Mobile a while ago. Uh, The government was concerned that they they believed that T-Mobile was a maverick, a disruptive force in the marketplace. And if AT&T acquired it, then AT&T would have fewer incentives to be as competitive. And that transaction was challenged by the Department of Justice and ultimately did not go through. And there have been uh, a number of observers who've seen a more competitive marketplace as T-Mobile has continued to be very active with its plans and uh, aggressive with its pricing. So that's an example where the DOJ points to a merger uh, challenge that had a real impact that consumers can feel and see. Outside of the ABA, do you, I mean, you have a wealth of experience with the antitrust and, and mergers. Do you have any advice that you would give to young antitrust practitioners? Sure. I think that uh, just recognizing that um, antitrust provides wonderful opportunities for just getting into the facts of a particular matter, especially in the merger context. And that's really a way for a newer lawyer to become very valuable for a matter. If they are the person who knows the facts inside and out, they can, uh, they can be a key resource on the team. Great. And based on your experience, what do you think the biggest challenge facing the antitrust bar is right now? Well, there are a number of challenges. I think one is that we have become such a uh, such a data heavy society in terms of how many emails people keep and uh, just how much data they keep in databases. And of course, that can be very important for their uh, businesses. But when it comes to an investigation, it can just involve a, a lot of work to go through those documents for uh, to, to appropriately respond to a government investigation, and that can increase the cost of that investigation. So I think using more technology to uh, efficiently go through documents and folks becoming um, more efficient with what they keep and they don't. Of course, uh, honoring any legal obligations they have to preserve documents. But uh, if you have people who are, aren't quite uh, the pack rats we see now, I think that would be good for uh, 
antitrust uh, practitioners. And related to that, I mean, where do you see antitrust law going in the next year and, and then further out in the next five or six years? Well, I think we are, uh, we've seen trends of continuing globalization with respect to mergers. You have a lot more mergers that cross borders than when I started practicing 20 years ago. And the it's not just that you have more global firms merging, but there are more substantive antitrust uh, issues in more jurisdictions. And there are also just many more uh, antitrust or competition authorities around the world. And so uh, there are now over 130 competition authorities and very, very different than when I was starting out. And so that creates some complexity because uh, antitrust practitioners in these jurisdictions want to be coordinated so they're efficient for their clients. And so also making sure that they are consistent and compatible in their advocacy. And should they have uh, a transaction that needs to be remedied, they want to have remedies that are uh, as efficient as possible for various jurisdictions. And we're also in a, in a world where the competition authorities themselves have become more focused on international cooperation. There are relationships at all levels of uh, a number of agencies. I think that's good for practitioners, good for companies, because it can lead to more efficiency for business. But it's also just, um, it also just creates a lot of complexity and requires very, um, very dedicated and careful planning with respect to mergers. I actually want to bring it back a little bit to the ABA and, and where we started our conversation this morning. And in particular, I want to learn more about the merger workshop. So what is it? When is it? And why is it valuable to either antitrust practitioners or anybody in the bar in general? The merger workshop takes place on September 28th in Washington, D.C., and I just think it's a great program. This is the third time that the section of antitrust law will be putting it on. It's a very practical, hands-on demonstration program. And by that, I mean it's a simulation where you see very experienced practitioners, current government officials, as well as former government officials going through a hypothetical and showing the audience uh, the stages, the various stages of a merger review from the time that the parties are talking with their counsel about uh, the deal before it's done, talking about who will bear what risk, what remedies might they be willing to do if challenged, and then going through initial meetings that are simulated with the government, more substantive meetings, and seeing how the government attorneys and economists decide whether to have a phase two or investigation or what we call a second request here, and, and then just seeing how the negotiations uh, happen with respect to remedy, or I should say the discussions with respect to remedy, because the, the government is going to look for a remedy that they think addresses the competitive concerns. And I think I asked in about antitrust practitioners, but outside of antitrust practitioners, who attended an event like this? 
I love this event, particularly because I think it has very broad appeal. There are insights for very experienced practitioners, but it's also a a great learning opportunity for more junior attorneys and economists. And so because it provides that window uh, into how the thinking might be, it really, by the government or by the practitioners, it really does uh, work well for in-house counsel, junior lawyers, experienced lawyers, economists. I think this is one of my last questions, but what do you hope that people get out of the merger workshop? I hope that they walk away with a more holistic understanding of how the merger review process will work and that they understand a number of the practical uh, considerations and implications and uh, the complexity and the importance of bringing in antitrust counsel very early in these matters. And for anybody who wants to find out more information about the merger workshop, where should they go or who should they contact? They should contact folks they know in the bar or go to the website. I would say the website will have more substantive information as we get closer to the event, but the, the website would for the section of antitrust law would be a good resource. Great. So I think that's all the questions that I have for today, and I, I want to thank you, uh, Leslie, again for your time and for talking with us about your experience, uh, your wealth of experience, truly, uh, and also the the merger workshop that's coming up. I believe it's September 28th here in Washington. So, and if our listeners have any questions they want to follow up with you, uh, how can they go about reaching you? They can reach me at Alston and Bird, and I'm on uh, the the Alston and Bird uh, website. And so, uh, happy to encourage folks in pursuit of a career in antitrust law. I think it's uh, just a really great field. It is of value to companies, and it's always something new and interesting. Great. Thank you again. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Nathaniel Giddings. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.